0: Welcome back to Crypto Coffee Hour. I'm Jeff, here with my co-host Will.
1: Hey guys, welcome back.
0: So we got a lot of questions last time about the mechanism and like the exact steps to start getting, uh, getting kind of these juicy yields in DeFi. You know, a lot of the people listening were starting to get interested, but they were still kind of confused by the exact things that they had to do to get their money from their bank account and into one of these DeFi protocols like Anchor. So we thought this episode, we'd kind of walk you through it step by step. You know, we'll use a centralized exchange and, you know, we'll go through everything. We'll start with buying some crypto from the centralized exchange, withdrawing that crypto into your, you know, your crypto wallet. Then from that crypto wallet, we'll add the relevant network that you need to access this uh, crypto. Then we'll go to a decentralized exchange swap the tokens for US terra because you know we want to ultimately deposit it into anchor then we'll show you how to take the US terra from um this network and bridge it over to the terra network there we'll tell you how to finally deposit it into anchor um it sounds like a lot you know it sounds like there's a lot of steps involved but this will give you kind of a huge uh, diversity, diversity of skills in Web3. You know, you'll learn how to not only withdraw your coins into your wallet, but, you know, how to bridge something, how to navigate multiple networks, how to add extra networks onto your MetaMask, and how to ultimately take advantage of these DeFi yields. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Jeff. I mean, I actually think it's a great thing that uh, people are asking us these questions. Uh, it means that, um, you know, we've piqued their interest, and, you um, the, I think the second podcast we did where we talked about setting up a wallet and uh, connecting to an exchange, that was more of a general overview. So yeah, today we're going to you know, kind of put the rubber to the road um, and figure out these steps. Now, again, listeners, if you're kind of joining us and you're new to the space, please do not be intimidated by like, the seven steps or eight steps that Jeff went through. Um, I actually think that it's very necessary to, uh, what I like to say, make, make the clicks you know click the buttons do the copy and paste of the of the address the wallet addresses, just get that feel um i was very hesitant to do it uh you may recall one of my episodes i said i bought gbtc because i didn't want to deal with um buying the actual coin um well i think it was my loss that i didn't uh, get familiar with the ecosystem earlier so again this is um you know we're not trying to you know jump through a lot of hoops i think it's more to also help you gain an intuition so Uh, Yeah, I'll just leave it to Jeff, Um, you know, take it away. He's been doing this for a while. So uh, I think, um, you know, we're going to be very specific and hopefully uh, informative in all the steps that we illustrate.
0: So the first thing you got to do, right, you got to have the right tools. And what that means is you got to have the right wallets to interact with the Web3 ecosystem. So because we're going to be using the Terra network, ultimately, you're going to make sure you want to download the Terra station wallet. Um, the other wallet you're going to need is MetaMask, which is a wallet for Ethereum and all Ethereum-compatible chains, meaning chains like Avalanche, Binance Smart Chain, Phantom, these other chains that run um, on the Ethereum virtual machine. So they use Ethereum code, but you know they're not they're not exactly the same as Ethereum. So you want these two wallets, MetaMask and Terra Station. Now, to get these wallets, you're going to go onto the Chrome extension store. Um, you know they're available on Chrome, Firefox, and um, and Brave, the kind of three popular browsers. Um, after you download them, you want to make sure you follow proper wallet safety protocol. What that means is, after you install them, after you create your wallet secure your passphrases. Do not share these passphrases with anybody. Never, ever, ever have them online. Don't type them out. Don't take pictures of them with your phone. You know, just write them down somewhere and keep them safe because those are your lifeline to your crypto and anyone that gets their hands on them just has access to your crypto, full stop. So after you've installed these two wallets, head on over to a centralized exchange. For For this example, we'll be using Binance um, And if you're in the U.S., I guess you could use Binance.us. And the first step you're going to want to do, obviously, is fund your, fund your account. Sign up for the uh, centralized exchange. Link up your bank account or your debit card or however else you're going to want to fund your money. Then the first thing you want to do is you want to buy some crypto for gas fees. That means is whatever network you're going to do, there's going to be a native currency that gets used in every transaction just a little bit for the transaction fees. In our example, we're going to be going with BNB and using the Binance Smart Chain Network. So get your however much you want, for example, $1,000 worth of BNB, use the withdrawal feature in the Binance uh, wallet, you know, withdraw it and then. Go into MetaMask and copy and paste your wallet address. Now, you want to make sure this wallet address, when you uh, withdraw it, is exactly the same as what's being displayed on MetaMask. One wrong character anywhere will make your crypto essentially irretrievable. So you want to be extra careful and double and triple check that you have the right address. Now, once you do that, on Binance, it'll ask which which, uh, network you want to withdraw it on. We'll be using the Binance Smart Chain Network. Uh, if you're not on Binance, you know you'll uh, you might see something, but since we're using BSC, withdraw your BNB onto the Binance Smart Chain Network into your MetaMask wallet. Now, when it's, while the withdrawal is confirming, you will want to make sure you add the BSC network onto MetaMask. Now, what that means is MetaMask by default is on Ethereum, but you can switch it between any of these EVM-compatible networks that we talked about earlier. So when you click the little fox icon on your uh, browser, it'll bring down the MetaMask page. Up at the very kind of top, you'll see something that says Ethereum Mainnet. Now, click that, and you'll see a drop-down button with a bunch of networks. By default, it'll say Ethereum Mainnet and uh, like Ropsten Testnet, Coven Testnet, a couple of the different Ethereum Testnets. Now the button you wanna click is add network. Now when you add the network, it'll bring up a new page. It'll say network name, uh, new RPC URL, chain ID, um, currency symbol, block explorer URL. So we're gonna tell you exactly what to put for each of those things to add Binance Smart Chain onto this network. So for the network name, just write Binance Smart Chain. The new RPC URL, We'll have it in the website, uh, the episode description, but it's going to be https: colon slash slash bsc-dataseed.binance.org backslash. The chain ID is fifty six. The blocks, uh, the symbol is BNB, and the block explorer URL is https: backslash backslash bscscan.com. Now we'll have all this. In the episode description, so you don't have to just kind of listen to what I just said right there. But what this is basically doing is adding another blockchain network for MetaMask to interact with. Binance is just one of them. You can add um, any EVM-compatible chain like this. But doing this is how you will be able to switch uh, quickly between the different networks on your wallet. So you may have assets among multiple different chains, but through MetaMask, this kind of network switching feature will allow you to quickly jump between the different networks and access uh, different decentralized apps. So after you've done this and added Binance Smart Chain onto your MetaMask, you know, your withdrawal from Binance is probably completed by now. So you can click MetaMask, switch over to the Binance Smart Chain uh, network, and it'll display how much BNB you have. Now, it should... uh, it should say, you know, however much is equivalent to $1,000. So the next step is we're going to swap this BNB for Terra USD, since that is how you're going to get the 20% APY on Anchor Protocol. So the next step here is we're going to be taking your uh, new BNB and everything to a decentralized exchange and making the swap on one of these DEXs. So for BNB, the uh, DEX of choice is PancakeSwap. So you would go to PancakeSwap.finance, and we'll have this in our episode description again. Um, and it'll bring up a you know a page with kind of a cute little bunny and it'll automatically try to connect to your MetaMask. Your MetaMask should have a little like drop-down window. If it doesn't, take a look at the extension bar. There might be a little notification thing on your MetaMask. So you manually and allow it to connect onto bsc um i mean allow it to connect to Binance pancake swap uh, PancakeSwap. it'll also also automatically switch your metamask from ethereum onto the bsc chain so once your wallet has connected to pancake swap you should get a little notification saying you know connect it to this wallet blah 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 now you can click trade now that'll bring up the um decentralized exchange part that lets you make the swap so when it's connected the default trading pair is going to be you'll see is bnb and cake so bnb it'll say your balance um you know probably uh you know one point whatever depending on how much the price of bnb is if we want a thousand and the uh the token underneath it is the one that you're going to be swapping it into so Farber says we're gonna look for UST. So search uh, click the click the token that currently says cake. It'll ask you to select a token, it'll bring up a menu that you can search. So search up UST and it'll bring up a thing that says UST wrapped UST token. So that is what you want, you know. It'll have be a little blue logo with a US uh, flag on it. So click the UST. Um and you know you'll see the swap for BNB to UST. So what you want to do now is you want to, um, you know, put in the amount of BNB that you want to make for the swap. Now you can't really max it all out because you need a little bit of BNB for the transaction itself. So um, you know get as close as you can, but leave like leave just a little bit left, maybe like an or. Or even less, just for any gas fees that are associated with the transactions that we still have to do. Um, so, on the bottom with the UST, it'll display how much um, you know how much US Terra that you're gonna get in return for your BNB. There's a thing underneath that says slippage tolerance. Now, what that means is that's how much you're willing to kind of tolerate if the price changes while you're making this swap. So right now it's set at 1% by default on my screen, which means that if the price changes by 1%, the transaction is still going to go through. But if the price changes by something greater than 1% in the time span of me submitting the transaction and it being confirmed, then the transaction will fail. So, you know, set your slippage accordingly. You don't want it to be too high because obviously then you're kind of subject to huge price swings and getting kind of a bad deal. Um, but anyway, you're going to want to make the exchange now. So afterwards, click the swap and MetaMask should automatically bring down kind of a drop down menu on your browser that says, you know, do you want to confirm the swap? It'll give you the details. It'll tell you how much, uh, BNB you're going to be trading for how much US Terra. So after you check that, that everything is fine, click confirm. Now. Once you do that, congratulations, you've made your first uh, transaction on the blockchain. You know It has broadcasted it out to work, and now you just have to wait for this swap to confirm.
1: Maybe uh, here I'll just uh, let Jeff catch his breath a little bit. I mean, that was uh, quite uh, a number of steps. And I would say that, uh, you know, pat yourself a little bit on the back once you've gotten to this point. Um, yeah, you
0: just successfully really entered <laughs> like successfully uh, utilized web three and interacted it with it's like the exchange at this point
1: the experience i like to think of is when i first started you know learning to drive right you know backing out of the parking slot um you know maybe making a left turn uh getting on the road uh passing somebody changing lanes um these are all kind of skills that will come in uh, very handy later and then you know you kind of top it off with some parallel parking at the end so um, you know, just to provide a very quick summary of what Jeff just uh, went through, uh, basically, um, you know, with the end goal in sight of trying to deposit a thousand dollars of um, uh, U.S. dollars worth, uh, trying to turn your fiat a thousand dollars into something that earns twenty percent yield, we have to go through these steps, um, and these steps really are meant to turn your fiat into a digital currency. So in this case, we've chosen. To turn it uh, into BNB first, um, because we want to use the Binance Smart Chain network because it's very cheap. We could have done this example using Ethereum, but it would have been you know given the high gas fees, it would have been hundreds of dollars. (laughs) Yeah, it would been uneconomical for a thousand dollars. So Binance Smart Chain, it's literally you know I would say the transaction is probably under a dollar, maybe even pennies. Um, And so then uh, what Jeff did was he utilized a decentralized exchange for you to get ust so if there was a way to buy ust directly on binance that would have been awesome but there was it was not a listed coin on binance yeah, So and,
0: and you know even if you're on like coinbase where ust is a coin that you can buy um depending on when you're listening to this they might have fixed this in the future but as of right now you cannot withdraw native ust the ust they have on gemini and coinbase is ethereum based so you would still have to go through the steps of you know bringing it onto Ether Network and then, um, bridging it over to Terra and everything, but just pay a lot more in fees versus the Binance example yeah. we're using now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So put a lot of thought into this, listeners, uh, in terms of what's the best way to illustrate to you uh, that's also perhaps applicable to the majority of you. And um, and again, the at the end you have to realize that. You just went from utilizing a central exchange, um, which I would say is probably a little bit more user-friendly. Um, some of you who've traded stocks uh, would find no problem navigating that sphere. But then the decentralized exchange is, in this case, uh, Pancake Swap. So if you use Ethereum, it would be like Uniswap, right? If you use Avalanche, it would be called Trader Joe's. There's basically an exchange um, for every one of these layer one networks. Uh, and you're going to very this-
0: quickly get used to these uh, silly names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's cool you know something called uh, like on kusama you know it's uh, it's called solar beam you know that's the name of the uh that jeff show, you know told me the other day so yeah i mean there's gonna be but at the end of the day it's all hey listen some of these coins are not all available on a centralized exchange and so if you interact with a decentralized exchange notice you all it, the money stays in your wallet right so that's yeah. why the interaction is always have
0: ownership Mm -hmm. of the tokens when you're trading them you know that's kind of the beauty of these decentralized exchanges and why people use them because you can you can buy coins that aren't on um, centralized exchange and when you make the swap it happens in your wallet instantly there's no intermediary that's holding your coins for you waiting for you to withdraw you just get them in your in your wallet you know
1: Correct. And you appreciate that more once you've actually gone through and clicked it. And then another thing I wanted to uh, highlight for our listeners is um, Jeff added the uh, BSC network. So I get this question a lot where people are like, wait, I bought Bitcoin. And then I also, you know, basically downloaded MetaMask. Isn't that like, you know, these are like the two like things that I, um, you know, talked about most uh, in this ecosystem. But somehow I can't store Bitcoin on a a MetaMask. So, yes. Um. There are EVM compatible coins. So in this case, BNB is EVM compatible, but Bitcoin is not. So that's yes. why Jeff was able to add a network on MetaMask. So you just go through like, a, you know, it takes like 30 seconds, right? He, you just punch in those HTTP addresses. Um, and then you are able to literally instantaneously add that um, additional network. So if you use Avalanche, you're going to just add uh, the Avalanche Network, also very straightforward. Uh, there's, you know, a few other networks you can add. Moon River um, and add that. So um, yeah, this, the, you, the way to add a network is the same. Like, the steps you're doing
0: is the same. The, 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 obviously, the URLs, you know, the names, the, the block ID stuff is different, but like the, every time you add a different network onto MetaMask, it's
1: that same process. Okay. So now I think we're ready to uh, for Jeff to resume, which is he's Again, we've successfully converted US dollars, right? US dollar fiat from your bank account, okay, BNB. into, yeah, into BNB. And then we've also successfully converted that, now into UST. Yeah. Right? so but keep so in mind, the- listener,
0: the UST right now is what is known as wrapped UST, which is a UST brought over from Terra so that it can exist in this Binance smart chain ecosystem, right? So it's not native to Terra. So right now... We have to bring it over to Tara, and that's our next step. How do we? So we're bring almost this... gonna like.
1: Un... Is it fair to say we're almost gonna like unwrap it? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how do
0: we bring this wrapped thing and have it be the real? Um, native asset in its native ecosystem, right?
1: And the reason it even needed to be wrapped is because there's two different ecosystems. You can almost think of it as two different countries. I don't know if the analogy is apt, but it's like, you know, you got to have some immigration papers, you know, if you're not a native of this country, right? I like to think of it as
0: like two planets that have different atmospheres and like an alien from that planet needs like a suit of whatever, you know, the protect him to live on that other planet. That's kind of like the wrapper of it, you know, that lets him like Uh, interact and do things on the other planet. Otherwise he just can't uh, exist there.
1: (laughs) Uh, Jeff's got a, got a great imagination. I like his uh, analogy more than mine. Yeah. So, so exactly. So you're wrapped in the spacesuit or whatever to, to withstand the uh, atmosphere of the new planet. But, um, and now you're going to go back to that planet because ultimately, right. We need USD, and actually, this is an innovation that Terra made in order to make their ecosystem better, right? Would you say like the fact that they made Terra uh, or UST wrappable even, right? That you could buy it's it's kind of a way that um, it's kind of a a way that people
0: have been abstracting how to get things onto Ethereum for a while now. So the wrapper isn't that uh, unique, but the bridge itself is like pretty uh, pretty new because Terra is not an Ethereum uh compatible chain right it's M chain but it still has a very good bridge that lets you bring assets over and have the things interact with each other so the wrapper itself is not so unique to terra but it is um it's definitely vital to its success across all these different chains so, right
1: now. so is it fair to say let's say three years ago there was no concept of wrapped anything any tokens. there
0: was so three years ago a lot of the wrapping that was done was there wrapped bitcoin right that was the thing wrapped ether where like if you wrap ether you can have ether more um basically you can have ether then trade in the in the ecosystem more seamlessly than if it was ether itself um Mm -hmm. but you know so the wrappers themselves aren't like super new but they are very vital to just having these different interoperable
1: chains Sure, sure. So this is why it's awesome, right? I think in this space, as people, as usability becomes uh, more and more of focus, um, there are these features that get developed. So even, you know, Jeff, do you see a foresee, um, maybe in the very near future, these steps that we've gone through, that we've explained to our users, um, maybe in the future, there could be a few less button clicks, that, that it would become more friendly, that these ecosystems definitely, definitely. more
0: you know, that's yeah. ultimately the goal is to try to make it so that it can, uh, you know, okay. that these these layers of of complexity can be kind of abstracted away ultimately from the end user experience. Because right now the UX is poor, you know. The UX is not the best, but, you know, that'll improve over time. But at the same time, because it's not that good,
1: that's kind of where the opportunity lies. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, even... If you go on this journey, right, as you see it maybe at the very beginning, frontier, kind of very rudimentary and crude, to eventually when it gets a bit more um stylized, a bit more, as you said, polished, I think you appreciate the journey much more. Yeah, I, I mean appreciate- I
0: I remember the very first iteration of DEXs that I was using in like 2017. It's called like Ether Delta. And you know, <laughs> they didn't they didn't have an idea of the automated market maker yet and they were still trying to do order book matching on chain and it was like slow as hell you know every every order you placed had to had to be a transaction on chain like mm. it was mm. it was it was crazy it was just a terrible experience and like now it's already leagues better after just like a few short years you know so the space evolves quickly
1: cool let's um let's get back to okay so the last step all right. So the next step oh, we got to
0: go onto the bridge. So you will go to bridge.terra.money. So this is where your Terra Station wallet is going to come into play. So the same deal with your MetaMask, you know, you want to make sure it's secure. When you click Terra, you're going to notice that right away it's it's different, you know, when you open it up, it doesn't look the same as MetaMask, it doesn't have the same UI or anything. But one commonality is it has your Terra address. So it's the thing that starts with Terra and it has a bunch of random numbers and letters kind of right above um, the thing in your TerraStation wallet. So you're going to want to copy that because you have to have a destination wallet for your tokens to bridge over to. Without this, then the bridge won't know where to send your UST from your original wallet. So go to bridge.terra.money. Now, it'll try to connect to your MetaMask wallet first. So connect it to your MetaMask wallet, right? Um, I think by default... The bridge is, yeah, by default, the bridge is from Terra to Ethereum. You're going to want to switch it to BSC to Terra. So when you click BSC, it'll ask you to connect wallet, Binance Smart Chain wallet or Metamask. Just click Metamask. Um, if your Metamask is not already on Binance Smart Chain and it's on Ethereum, you might uh, have a little glitch where the Ether, uh, the from kind of button will keep jumping back to Ethereum fix that just code manually go to your networks and then click on binance smart chain so that you're on the binance smart chain network so now back to the bridge it'll say from bsc to terra right now the asset the next part by default it'll say luna but for this we're gonna want ust because that's what we just bought on the terra i mean on the binance smart chain network so click that asset button ust is the second thing from the uh on the drop-down list, so just click that. They'll tell you how much you have available. Since we're not using UST for gas, you know we don't have to worry about leaving a little bit for transaction fee. So we can just go ahead and max it. Just click the max amount of UST you have. Now the next thing is the destination address. You're gonna want to paste your Terra Station address. Uh, similar to before, make sure that every single digit is exactly the same. You know, there's no you know, copied and pasted, you didn't accidentally press something at the end, make sure it's the exact same address. So once you do that, press next, and then MetaMask pop up again to give you a confirmation telling you that you're about to, you know, send these assets out of the way. So just go ahead, confirm that, and then the bridge will be kind of doing its magic. Now this bridge is an instant, so don't freak out if, you know, your funds are gone in MetaMask and they haven't shown up on the Terra Station wallet yet. Now it takes a little time for it to bridge through. Upwards, like, the longest I've had at bridge was, like, 20 hours. Not on this one, but on bridge. So, you know, sometimes the bridges take a long time, so don't freak out if they aren't instant. Normally, they are pretty fast, though. Um, once you have gotten your uh, UST onto Terra Station, you know, you can click it, and it'll display the Terra native token, UST. And you can go ahead and go to Anchor Protocol. Now, Anchor Protocol is kind of exactly how it sounds, A-N-C-H-O-R, protocol.com. When you get on the site, you'll see this big cube and with uh, Anchor in it and better savings around it. The top right, they'll have a button that says Web App. Click, so click the Web App. It'll launch the Anchor Protocol um, dashboard. Uh, You don't really need to know the dashboard info right right now. What you want to do is click the Earn button. So click earn, and that is your decentralized savings account. So once you deposit your money in here, your wallet kind of acts as the key to this savings account. You don't need to sign up. You don't need to log in or anything. You just need that wallet extension up there. So go ahead and click the connect wallet button in the top right. It'll try to connect to your Terra Station wallet. You know, let it connect. Once it connects, you know, it'll automatically display how much ust you have afterwards go into the um the deposit button and the earn so just click that it'll tell you how much ust you have click the max amount um when you click max it'll say leaving less ust in your account may lead to insufficient transactions for future so it says this because on the terra network you can use both ust or luna for transaction fees, you don't need to have Luna. You can, if you just have UST, that also works for transaction fees. So, a little bit of UST in your wallet for any future transactions. You know, anything like two or three dollars is more than sufficient. You know, for the amount of transactions you're probably gonna do. So, once you do that, your money has been. Uh, once you max deposit it, you know, once you proceed, your Terra Station wallet will pop up again with a little confirmation. Confirm, you know, the amount that you want to deposit into uh, Anchor, and it'll broadcast out that transaction. Once that transaction confirms on Terra, it's really, really fast. Um, you'll see the total amount deposited on your Earn thing, um, and you know that's kind of it. That's it. That's all it takes. You deposit in there, and then APY right now at a cool nineteen point four seven percent, and every single block. Your amount of uh, interest will go up just a little bit, so you can just watch the amount of UST you have slowly go up every 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 uh, every couple of seconds.
1: Um. That's, yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> congratulations. Really awesome. Really awesome, Jeff. You know, as you were walking through this, I was just thinking because I've also used, um, you know, the Anchor Protocol, and I'm like, dude, this is so much more friendly than the website for my bank actually you know yeah, exactly. it's uh,
0: <laughs> uh once you know the steps you know it's quite easy to use and quite intuitive like,
1: like i would love for the product manager for anchor to give some advice to unsaid bank where i bank with <laughs> you know uh you know seriously it's like uh, i look at this and um i'm like wow yes there was some steps that we took in the beginning right and that really had to do with the fact that you know we're going from a fiat currency to a digital currency and we also need to get some coins that pay for the gas right so and we have um, to bring the
0: coin to a different network so there's
1: to get to this point but one yeah you know exactly yeah and so the ust once you get the ust actually working with it within this ecosystem it's like if you're a native of this country or this planet you can move around you don't need the wrapper around you you don't need the the space suit and you can just free to roam and it's it was designed for you you know so and the bridges so yeah and the bridge is really awesome it's very intuitive um the the urn is very intuitive. and then there's a few other things you can do on anchor as well that jeff hasn't gone through which is fine because those are a little bit more complicated Uh, related to borrowing. Um, But, you know, I think this all suits. But a few things that came to mind as you were doing this. For users, um, if you're confused or or if you have similar kind of questions, um, you know, so... We created MetaMask, right, which is a wallet, or, or you um, you know, you, you you came up with a 12-word seed phrase and then this is your wallet. You have another wallet, which is the Terra wallet. You also added a Binance network to your MetaMask wallet. So you kind of did like a few things here, but you could not have added the Terra wallet to MetaMask, correct? Correct? Jeff? You correct. because
0: yeah. Terra is just not like we said, it's not
1: an EVM, EVM compatible. So it hasn't own... EVM compatible. So if you had been able to do that, for example, if you're transferring money from the Binance smart chain to uh, Avalanche or something along those lines, you could have added both those networks on Metamax. You, there is a and separate those cross bridges
0: work a little bit different too because they're both even A lot of those times like the Avalanche bridge, right? If you're bridging from Ethereum to Avalanche, you don't need to input a destination wallet because the destination wallet address is the same wallet address. Across Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Avalanche, all these EVM-compatible chains on your MetaMask share the same wallet address, which makes it quite convenient for you as a user if you are managing multiple assets across different chains.
1: And and also just to be um, fully clear, the the Terra wallet right has a separate address, so you 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 have two seed phrases that you need to keep track of, right? Uh, the, the, the one grand that you just deposited is no longer in your MetaMask. It passed through your MetaMask, but it's now actually on the Terra wallet. So that's the address that you need to um, you know, keep track of. Um, we mentioned Avalanche, or I mentioned Avalanche earlier. There's actually also an Avalanche wallet. So there is a, but I can also choose to store, right, AVAX on um, my MetaMask. So there's yeah. a little bit of an option there. Yeah, yeah. So for,
0: the, for the, you know, for most users, myself included, mask is kind of a catch all wallet for these different networks. But, you know, as you get more in the space, you can find there's many different wallets that you can use and you can find ones that kind of suit your purposes better or that you might just prefer for stylistic reasons. So definitely, you know, you're not you're married by any means, but it is a great and convenient wallet to kind of get started and familiarize yourself with the space. Not to mention it's the most popular wallet. So it has the most compatibility with decentralized apps right now.
1: And also I found that the reason you want to use popular items, not because you know it's popular, so you want to be part of the crowd, but I think it also helps open up. Um, You know, when you are in a community of people talking about things, you can just more easily relate to what other people are saying or talking about. So, um, you know, of course, go and explore and find that thing that also suits you specifically. But, you know, if you if you have a metamask um, and you go through that process, it's just you'd be amazed at how many conversations, how helpful you can be. Um, hopefully after this uh, podcast, you can then, you know, go run through this step with your friends now, um, and, and save them the trouble that you went through patiently listening to our, uh, our step-by-step. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that was it. I mean, that was, that's quite awesome. So now you're collecting 20% on one, one grand. Um, it's, uh, it's not bad, right? I mean, it's certainly much more than whatever you're earning, um, yeah, at your traditional banks right now.
0: Yeah, especially if you're if you're not trying to be so hands on in the market, or you know you want crypto exposure and these level of yields without the insane volatility that crypto kind of comes with. This is kind of a great way to kind of dip your feet in and you know get familiar with the protocols and DeFi and everything without exposing yourself to the to the just huge swings in price action every day.
1: Yeah, and um, also I wanted to – I had some questions um, from some listeners about the difference between – so what Jeff just did there is like yield, right? He, he deposited USD and got yield. And that's a little different from staking. But for all intents, for staking will also give you yield. Is right, that correct? It's right, just a right. different concept of getting yield. Yeah, yeah. It's a different yield. You can think of it like almost like a different yield strategy,
0: different yield uh, generation. Um you know,
1: just it, it, different. Form even, of getting yield. At, at the end of the day, it is yield. Um, it's more money, hopefully, um, it, it, to your deposit. But the staking comes from kind of this uh, proof of stake economics, and so that is another way you can use another protocol, um, or you can use you know your centralized exchange. Uh, so this is all in an effort for people who are like, all right, I bought a coin. Um, how do I make? You know, while I'm waiting for the price appreciation uh, to happen, how can I put it to work? So there's, you know, there's other ways of doing this, and that's why this term called yield farming has come along. Uh, I would put, you know, what Jeff just did there, um, earning 20% in that category. But it's a very, you know, I would say um, on the spectrum of things, it's a little bit more straightforward, less risky. Um, again, doesn't mean there's no risk, right? But perhaps more um, less risky than some of the other protocols that you would participate in, like liquidity pools um, or even staking where actually you don't have control of your uh, uh, your coins anymore. Um, so, yeah. And, and by the way, you can unstake any time or you can withdraw any time. Right, Jeff. So let's say just right now you decide you change your mind. You want to use your thousand dollars to buy another coin on a hot tip that your friend told you about. You can immediately decide to withdraw that on Anchor. That correct?
0: Yeah. So let's let's do that right now. You know, on that same earn page, right next to deposit, you'll see that withdraw button. You know, you click withdraw, you just tell exactly how much money you want to withdraw, click proceed. Uh, you know, you'll get that drop down thing on the Terra Station wallet. Confirm it, and right like that, your money's back in your wallet. You know, there's no time lockup, there's no contracts
1: or anything. You just go in and out whatever you want. But but then let's say I want to get it. Off of the Terra network, I want to get it back onto my MetaMask. Yeah, so I let's would say you want to you,
0: you want to cash out into fiat. Let's say you've had your thousand dollars for a year now. You know you made a cool two hundred bucks, and you know when you want to take that two hundred bucks and you know, buy yourself something nice. So to do that, then you can then use the same Terra shuttle that we use to bridge it from Binance, and then just do the reverse. You know, bridge the UST to Binance. Um, once it's on Binance, go back to Pancake Swap, swap that UST for uh, BNB, or you know, even BUSD, something that's a Binance stable coin, Since you already have some BS BNB for gas left over from last time, um, then you just send over the BNB to Binance, right? So we haven't covered this, but if you go into Binance and you go into your wallets let's say you uh, used all your UST and you bought the equivalent amount of BUSD. You go into the assets in your Binance, find BUSD and click the deposit button. It'll give you a address that is the address you want to send the BUSD to. So from MetaMask, you can then click, um, you can then click send. Uh, then you would send that address uh, that Binance gave you then you would uh, pick the ad- asset, in this case BUSD, and just send it all to that address, wait a couple minutes, and it should appear in your Binance account where you can then just sell it for fiat and then transfer it to your bank.
1: So, so what Jeff did there was he reversed everything, but it seemed like what you did was you converted UST to BUSD. You didn't bother converting it back to BNB. Right. There's I mean, a, you could do
0: either yeah. or. Like, I just chose BUSD yeah. because they're both stable, coins, right? And the yeah. first instance of us picking BUSD was because we needed some gas anyway yeah. to operate on the network. But in this instance, because you already had some BNB left over, you most likely didn't need any more BNB. And, you know, BUSD, at least you're not risking some sort of crazy price while you're moving it between exchanges. So you kind of keep that expected value of what you're pulling out.
1: And that's a great point Jeff just mentioned. So let's say, okay, you you know got a big bonus and you want to put some some of that money again to work on Anchor, right? Um then you would actually probably need to you could bypass that step of buying BNB again. Um if you have, don't have a view on, you know, the Binance coin itself, you just have a view on, well, I want to earn yield. So you already have some BNB sitting in your MetaMask wallet, that is the fees Right. That hopefully um, that amount will be more than sufficient to cover your fees, because as we mentioned, you know, Binance Smart Chain, um, the reason it's a good alternative uh, is that it's it's cheaper fees. So uh, you could then just buy BUSD. So actually, if you deposit for every dollar of fiat that you deposit into your Binance account, um, you know, you send from your bank to Binance's bank and then Binance will then credit your account. If you. Uh, let's say 10,000, right? You, you know, you got a little bit more uh, more, more money to play with. Um, Binance, after 12 hours or 24 hours, you will see on your Binance account an additional 10K BUSD, right? So they've just made that conversion for you. And this is what we call like an on-ramp. So you just made it into uh, BUSD. And then you can just actually more straightforward, send that BUSD to your MetaMask, to the Binance Smart Chain Network on your MetaMask. And then you could go through use Pancake Swap um, to buy, you know, some UST uh, that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's you as you get a feel for it, you will start. Uh, you won't need us actually to uh, to tell you all these steps anymore because you'll start uh, getting a, a feel that there's actually probably even more efficient ways uh, that get to uh, what you want to do uh, more directly. So yeah, hopefully that was um, that was just enough information, but not too much information, listeners. Um, and, uh, and I, I think, um, you know, the, the key is to understand that there is a, this is just one small part of this ecosystem, right? I mean, today we focused on one aspect of DeFi, right? We focused on one network, one protocol. Um, you can imagine all the other things that you can do. So this is why we're excited about this, uh, field. And, um, this is why, you know, kind of DeFi is. On some levels, banking, but just in the digital ecosystem without an intermediary. And you can see you really didn't need a bank. You know, you didn't need to open up an account. You didn't need to sign papers. Um, and you were able to deposit um, and, and get that uh, juicy yield.
0: Yeah. You know, hopefully you find that this is kind of interesting stuff and you kind of want to learn more and then dive more um, through this introduction. But I hope you kind of, you know, if you followed along, I hope you now feel pretty good because you've successfully. You know, interacted with a couple Web three D apps. You've interacted with at least like two, uh, network ecosystems. You've bridged over stuff. So you've already kind of acquired a bunch of tools that you can use in other aspects of this space, um, to you know, and to find more protocols and more opportunities to earn yield or to you know, um, just explore the new uh, internet that we're building.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, when we started this podcast, we were like, Jeff and I were like, you know, we really want to just get the message across. We're two normal guys. Hopefully you think we're normal. Um, You know, we're, we're, you know, normal intelligence, right? I mean, we're not tech geniuses. Um, So a lot of this we learned for the first time. And we're just kind of – we the, the steps that we walk through with you um, is what we did when we first got started. And uh, But now, you know, you just have a bit more confidence in the system and then you feel like you can explore. Now somebody tells me, like Jeff tells me about like the Kusama network, you know, and the Moon River solar beam. I'm like, ah, that's similar to what I experienced uh, right. with buy So I trust – okay, click, click, click. And it and, yeah, and then you it know, you, It's
0: interesting you bring that up because I remember like in the beginning – um when our, when we first kind of started talking and I was uh, telling you how to like use like Trader Joe and stuff and kind of walking you through it uh by the time you know I told you about like Solar Beam I just had to say like yeah you buy it on Solar Beam and then you just you know you figured out how to use it and everything because the skills are very um interchangeable you know
1: Yeah. You know, another question I had in mind is, so all these, uh, so let's say Trader Joe, uh, um, Solar Beam, right? Uniswap, PancakeSwap. Are the coins listed on them all a little bit different? Or do they cover basically all the same coins? So the coins on them are different because in each ecosystem, they're not going to have the same
0: uh, tokens available. You know, certain coins are native to that ecosystem. And for, you know, the developers just haven't wrapped it to bring it outside of that ecosystem yet. So Got that's it. kind of one you, why one of the reasons why people want to play in all these different ecosystems is because a lot of interesting projects might, you know, might only have exposure on this chain. So you have to be on that chain to go and like, um, you know, buy into that project.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is why, you know, nowadays, whenever somebody tells me about a new coin, a new project that's interesting, my first question is, where can you buy it, you know? Um, yeah. And if it's not on a centralized exchange, um, where's the, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, what decentralized exchange, because apparently they're all different. So is that, Jeff, is that more of a technology limitation then? Or is there some like kind of, you know, like uh, gatekeeping as well on the part of these, um, you know, exchanges? Like yeah, there's how definitely things...
0: gatekeeping, because I mean. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost became, I remember like back in the day when the ICO stuff was happening, it was almost just like a meme, right? Who could be the first to get listed on like Binance? You know, who could be the first to, just like when when Binance, when Coinbase? And the reason they say that is like it wasn't easy to get on the exchanges. Exchanges had their requirements. You know, a lot of the times um, they have, you know, the, the, the team had to directly like pay the exchange, like a ton of money to have their token listed. And some teams just weren't willing to pay that or if they're like smaller teams, they couldn't afford to pay those fees. So the centralized Mm -hmm. exchanges did act as gatekeepers, which is part Mm -hmm. of why decentralized exchanges have blown up because you don't need permission to list your token. I can go and make a token um, on Ethereum and just have it start trading on Uniswap if I just put by the liquidity, you know, seed the liquidity a bit and anyone can then just buy and trade my token. I don't need so, a,
1: so you don't need Ethereum's approval. You don't yeah, need, I don't need anyone's approval. approval, right? Which is a okay. double edged
0: sword because that's also why there's so many scams in the space too. Um, but but, but ultimately again, it's not... in the spirit of like the open, open source nature of everything.
1: So if a coin is not available on a DEX, but it's available on another DEX, that's not a gatekeeping issue. That is a basically a technology. No, oh, that's
0: mode. more just a, that's basically more technology
1: usually. Uh, OK, OK, got it. I think that's key. So some coins, you're like, why is it listed on Coinbase? But that's not listed on, you know, Binance or it's only listed on yeah, Gemini. Yeah. yeah. So um, now you have FTX, you know, crypto.com. Um, so, all, I mean, there's a lot of options and you'll find that some coins are, it doesn't make sense. This coin seems like it should be more available. Blah, blah. But if you're on a DEX, right? Uh, it doesn't mean you solve that problem completely because, as we just said, there are some coins, I guess, that are not compatible. So, therefore, it cannot be listed on Trader Joe's, for example. Is that is that correct exactly. to say? Especially,
0: like, so, you know, there's yeah. all these projects that are being built on top of ecosystems, right? Like, um, something that's built on top of Avalanche, obviously, you're going to be able to trade it on the Avalanche decks, right? But, mm-hmm. there's a ton of projects, you know, blockchain is a big technology. There's a ton of Projects that are essentially their own blockchains, right? They're not based on Ethereum. They're not a token of Ethereum. They're their own chain. And when it's like that, Mm -hmm. then, you know, unless they put in the work to wrap their token into Ethereum, then that chain is just like a separate technology altogether. And it's still closed off until bridges can be formed and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of those instances. then yeah, you can't buy those on DEXs. You
1: have to buy them from a centralized exchange. Got it. And then, again, the wrapping process, even like Jeff said, the concept's been around for a while, but the person who created that coin needs to make the, go the effort of wrapping it. It's yeah, not automatic.
0: It's not automatic. You know, they have to make the wrapped version. Got you. Got you.
1: Yeah, Matt, dude, I'm, I'm you know, e- even though I've gone through this process before, but every time we chat, there's always little things that I pick up, Um, which is why, you know, I think we do it, Jeff. This is why we, uh, <laughs> we I mean, we've been talking... I- yeah.
0: I was talking to someone They're like, wow, you guys are
1: recording like almost every
0: day. And like, are you guys run out of stuff to say? And I'm like, I feel like we barely like scratch the surface, you know, like yeah, it's like yeah. really just like the tip of the iceberg of there's just so much going on. You
1: know? I, I feel the same. I, I feel the same. So. Uh, there's always, I mean, listen. I wake up in the morning thinking that I would focus on this particular topic because I I, I know that I need to get my um, my feet wet in it, and then another topic comes up that I was not aware of. Right? It's on my yeah. Discord or uh, a Telegram. Yeah, uh, God, it's uh, just overwhelming yeah. sometimes, you know. And so, Even so again, but doing I mean,
0: it twenty four seven, it just feels overwhelming.
1: <laughs> but uh, but hopefully. Yeah, but hopefully you guys are having fun listening to us. Um, we're certainly having fun just sharing our our knowledge. I mean, again, this is more for informational. Hopefully, there's it's some somewhat entertaining. Um, but uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's keep this going, Jeff. Uh, I'm looking forward to you know whatever the topic is for our next podcast. Yeah, good. Uh, All right, man. Yeah. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. All right, take it easy, Jeff.